0: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Keep your money local. Bring it home to a Wintrust Community Bank, home of Cubs Checking with free ATMs nationwide. Find out more at Wintrust.com slash Cubs. Member FDIC.
1: Show me the money.
0: Oh, they're going to see the money in just over a week. Nearly $1 billion combined went to three of the biggest stars in baseball. Welcome to the Cubs Talk podcast presented by Trust alongside our NBC Sports Chicago Cubs insider, Tony Andracki and our stats cruncher, Chris Kampka. I'm Luke Stuckmeyer. Bryce Harper, waited all offseason, guys. He got his money 13 years, $330 million from the Phillies. Do you think at any point he thought the Cubs were going to be in on this? Uh, maybe. Even going back to last year, at any point do you, do you think he thought, you know what, I'm going to end up with the Cubs. I think he – I legitimately
2: think that he wanted to. I, I don't know if it was his number one choice, but I think he really would have enjoyed playing at Wrigley Field, playing with Chris Bryant in a t- on a team that has championship aspirations. I think he really would have loved to play here or with the Dodgers. And when he kind of realized that neither team was going to give him the long-term stability he was looking for, I think that pretty much you know, washed it out in his own opinion as well. Sounds like the Giants were the other team that
1: jumped in on this at the end. Yeah, which is uh, particularly confusing because if you look at their payroll, there's a lot of bad contracts on there. And it's like, how are they going to afford it? They would have had to have been pretty creative in order to do it. Um, Plus, it really doesn't make sense. I mean, but then again, maybe they want to go for it. The last year, Bruce Bochy is here. Um, but but I mean, Harper yeah. alone doesn't make the Giants a contender this year. Though. No, and they've got absolutely nothing in the farm system. So was, I don't know how that was gonna work. So well, it wasn't at this a great fit.
0: They've, they've got 10 years to work on that if they sign him too.. Well, I mean, yeah. like, that,
1: that's why a team that's not exactly ready to contend will do it now because they figure, okay, we're not gonna get another chance to get a guy for that long a deal that's this good and this young and not have to deal with bidding against the Yankees or Red Sox or Dodgers right. for the most part, although you hear the Dodgers here and there. That was another bonus that I don't think gets talked about enough. If you're not gonna get into bidding war with those monsters, which you're always gonna get outbid, now's the time to get it. Right. And that's
0: why it was probably intriguing for them to try and it's, and it's why the White Sox are extra disappointed they didn't get Machado because they didn't have to compete against those guys. Yes, and absolutely. And even though they're not ready to compete for a championship, right. they're one of those teams that fit in there and like, hey, if you get this guy for eight, nine, ten years. It buys you a little bit of time to buys get you better time. when you got a bunch of
1: prospects. Well, the White Sox were very similar boats, the Padres, who eventually went out on that. Yeah, so that's the thinking there. And it fits for every team, really, because ten years, you got a few years to get your
0: act together. So did the Cubs miss out in your mind in this opportunity? You know, it was such a hot name for two years at least around Wrigley Field. Everybody, save up for Bryce, save up for Bryce. A, did they miss out, and B, if they did, is it because of the Darvish-Chatwood? Is it because of Hayward? Is it because of the renovations around Wrigley? Yes. Where did the – it's all of those things.
2: I mean, it is because it is – it's not black or white, unfortunately. I know a lot of fans would love to pin it as, oh, if we just didn't have Jason Hayward, you know, we'd be there. If we just didn't have Tyler Chadwood, that's not the case. That wasn't – it was all of those things. It was Hamill's 20 If we, $20 we didn't just save option.
0: Wrigley Field.
2: Yeah, I mean, and, it, and it, there were so many things that came into play uh, Hamill's twenty million dollar option, for example, even in August, we were talking on this podcast. I think Luke, you and I were saying in like August and September, there's no way they're picking up this option. But right. then every start he had, it was like, okay, it looks more and more likely. But they realized that they absolutely needed him for leadership, for stability, for all those reasons. So that's twenty million dollars. They weren't one expecting year. to have. And, and
0: by right. the way, you're not investing. You're not investing a decade worth of money. I, I agree with Tony
1: on that. And by the way, Cole Hamill's is a little bit of uh, trivia here. Um, Whose franchise record did he beat for a largest contract in Phillies history? Cole Hamels, $144 million. Ah. Previous biggest contract in Philadelphia Phillies history now surpassed by Bryce Harper. So there's that. But yeah, I think ultimately those things are probably what, what made the deal undoable for Chicago's end. Although, I mean, I, would never, I never counted them out. I always, you know, because the phrase was, I think what Rick would say, there is no money. I was thinking, like, because we saved a sum aside to get Harper. I was, you know, I, <laughs> yeah. I never would have ruled it out. Yeah. Because I, I mean, figured that, you know, but it didn't happen. It's, I
2: mean, and really, like, so we were talking about the Padres or the White Sox or even like the Giants or whatever in terms of any potential prospects coming up and how you have 10 or 13 years to, to play with these guys. Well, the Cubs essentially have two or three years left with this core and this window of contention open. If they were ever going to go all in, it would have been for right now. Now, I'm not saying they're not going all in. They have, right as of right now, the highest payroll in baseball. But that being said, I mean, it almost looked like They were a better fit for Harper as 2018 played out the way that it did. And, I mean, yeah, they they could absolutely use another bona fide, legitimate bat in that lineup for next year. It didn't work out. I know it's all just a pipe dream or or whatever right now. But really for those last couple of years to try to win another ring, it would have made perfect
0: sense. All right, Tony, I want to talk – I'm going to combine two things. One, your article that's up right now at NBCSportsChicago.com. And two, a topic we've discussed on the rush – When it's time to break the record for the Cubs for the biggest contract in franchise history, who should they make the big cheese? Who should they give their biggest contract ever to? And I know you wrote about some of the options coming up. We mentioned they didn't get Harper, but they still have some deals in-house. There's some guys that are going to be free agents in the future. Where should the biggest deal go when the Cubs break the record that they set with Hayward?
2: I think it should be Chris Bryant. I don't know if they will. I don't know if other teams will come in and want to bid more. I mean, truthfully, there's so much is going to happen over the next couple of off-seasons as we get to the point where the new collective bargaining agreement is negotiated between the players' union and the league, and that's right when Chris Bryant becomes a free agent. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good candidates between KB and Javi Baez as a free agent at the same time, and Anthony Rizzo. I mean, there's I think there's a pretty strong likelihood that Rizzo might – either sign an extension or re-sign without necessarily hitting the market, uh, kind of the way Clayton Kershaw did. But, I mean, and you could also even make the case that Rizzo, to finish his career with the Cubs, he'll be 32 when he turns a free agent.
0: Um, But it's not going to be 10 years because he's going to be in his 30s by then. Right. And same thing with Bryant. Bryant will be 30 by the time, if he didn't sign something, and went to free agency, right? And Javier be twenty nine. He'd be thirty. So you don't expect that those, with inflation, maybe. But you don't expect that it'd likely be quite as much. These he, these were 26 year old players,
1: right? Yeah, that's why this is a pivotal year for for Bryant to kind of determine where we go going forward. I think Bryce. I mean, uh, Chris Bryant is the guy that w- should get that record breaking contract if they indeed do break the record now by the way the biggest two contracts in cub history total 339 million dollars so if you add them up it just surpasses the Harper deal Hayward and uh, Soriano no Hayward and, and Lester. Lester and Lester that's right so they, yeah so that's that eventually it's gonna fall because prices go up but I mean maybe Harper maybe um Bryant, ah Vegas um maybe Bryant <laughs> does say um, you know, it's just such a painstaking process. Um, maybe it's just better to sign the extension, but with Boris, it makes it less likely, but, you know. Um Who knows? I, I just yeah. don't know.
0: What about other guys? What? Maybe it's not somebody on the Cubs roster. I it think could it, be. W- what about Mookie Betts? What about Mike Trout? No, no, they're what? up earlier than that. They're like 2020, right? In Speaking two years, yeah. Betts. So speaking of bets
1: i mean he is him and harper are born within a 10-day span in october of 92. How about think, that think about the combined money they will pull <laughs> down uh when it's all said and done um yeah i mean it could be somebody that's not there for some reason i just kind of think it will be bryant though i i, I really do i think that you know an mvp season his 2017 had an even better OPS than he had in his MVP season. We know he won a rookie of the year in 15. Obviously the World Series ring. Today.
0: Right. This, yeah. this, is, this is the outlier. 2018 is the outlier. The asterisk was last year when he was hurt. Now, oh. that said, are we overlooking Javi Baez? Because if he continues on the – path that he's on right now well he was maybe the most exciting player in baseball last year if you want to say 2018
1: is the outlier for Bryant you can say the very same thing for bias I mean entering this this season look at his numbers not even close and and to if you want to make a bet you want to make a bet with a guy with three three MVP caliber seasons and one iffy season rather than the reverse and that's why I think that would be Bryant far more than bias and it's
0: a fairly easy conclusion well, and I wonder how Javi's game how Javi's game will play the older he gets. That's I mean, a great we, question. We love his energy. We love the way he flies around the bases and slides head first and goes from first to home. But when he gets closer to 30, we just saw Chris Bryant injure his shoulder sliding head first. We don't want anything to happen to Javi Baez, but the way he plays the game, the way we love that he plays the game – makes you worry a little bit about the way he would be playing the game in
2: his 30s, and the position he plays. I yeah. mean, he's always going to be at second or short, pretty much moving forward over the next three years. But you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it, his game doesn't necessarily translate as much, especially because of Chris Bryant's positional versatility to go from third to first or outfield,
0: somewhere a little bit now, less I stressful. Do think, I do think Hobby could play literally anywhere. He really could.
2: Field. He could, but because he's so good defensively, you're going to want him yeah. at shorter second, where guys keep sliding into him at second, or you know, he's he's running into uh, Chris. Bryant doesn't run into the stands the way Javi does for balls. Um, But, yeah, I think Chris Bryant's on base percentage skills. uh, They play quite a bit more than Javi. So, I mean, we see it now. There are days even in 2018 where Javi would go 0 for 4 and he wouldn't really do much to impact the team except for defensively. But Chris Bryant, that doesn't happen all that often. He sees a lot
1: of pitches. He draws walks. You have a Chris Bryant game where he's like 0 for 1. Oh, yeah, by the way, he scored four runs because he was hit by pitch twice and he walked three times. Yeah. I mean, so that, that's the kind of thing that Chris Bryant gives you, which is a, is a skill that probably um, ages better, unless you're Albert Pujols. But but I think it's a skill that ages better. Um, you know, getting on base, having a good eye. Um, you know, he's always going to have the
0: power, I think. Um, yeah, I, I think that's that's where we're at. I know everybody likes to point out how baseball is dying Young kids don't like baseball as much as they used to, but I do think of when you just look at the contracts and people talk about collusion, and I'm not saying that's not wrong either. We're talking about high level contracts. Ryan Sandberg 92 becomes the first seven million dollar player. That seems like nothing now. Seven million? Wow. Seven point one million. He made twenty-eight point four million for four years. He was the first ever seven million dollar player in baseball. Yeah. Well, uh, now you got guys Look at money. I mean, 30 million. It's
1: nothing. When the White Sox were bought in 1981, they sold for $20 million. Wow. The franchise. Yeah, the whole franchise. So, yeah, money has come a very, very long way in a row. So, Bryce Harper could go back. It would only take five months for Bryce Harper to
2: go
0: back and buy the 1981 White Sox. Oh, perfect segue, Tony. Coming up after the break, A, we're going to hear from Chris Bryant and. What could you buy for $330 million? We'll find out on the Cubs Talk podcast. Cubs
2: authentic fans. The My Teams app by NBC Sports is your home for Cubs highlights, articles, and more. For the best Cubs coverage anytime, anywhere, download the My Teams app today.
3: Good for him. I'm super, super pumped for him. Um, he's got some cool guys over there. Our old hitting coach, I know he'll love him. I know I'm going to let him know all about males. Um, <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, it's just nice to I bet he's super relieved that it's finally over and that he actually gets to play baseball now, so it's up to each player what they want, and if they don't want it they're not gonna sign it so um obviously that's what he wanted and um you know, I'm happy that he got what he wanted you know i I think he deserves it he's been you know one of the brightest stars in the game for since he got called up a lot of hype and energy and um, all that surrounding him, and he's, it, he's um, handled it so good, so it's nice to see him get you know what he deserves. I'm happy for Bryce. it's kind of, I'm kind of I would love to have played with him, but it just didn't work out and now we're just going have to beat him.
0: So we just heard from Chris Bryan. He says now he's got to beat his old friend. He would have liked to have played with Bryce Harper. It just didn't work out. and now he is a member of the Philadelphia Phillies, a team that is certainly up and coming. Where does this put the Phillies in the National League now? that they've added Bryce Harper. Of course, last year they added Jake Arrieta, who we've seen running around in his skivvies, getting ready <laughs> for Bryce yeah. Harper. An unbelievable Instagram post, by the way.
1: You know, it puts them in a the three-way f- fight for the NL East, I think. I think that you can make a great case for the Nationals, the Braves, and the Phillies. And the Mets are going to be annoying, but I don't quite put them in that same tier. So you're going to have a three-way fight where it's going to be neck and neck, just like the NL Central is going to be. That's, right. that's two out of the three. Um, I don't quite see the NL West like that, although I think the Dodgers, Rockies are going to both be contenders. But two of the three divisions in the National League are going to have three-team races. And, and even in the NL Central, the Pirates and Reds can't really be counted completely out. They're going to be – they're going to nag. They're going to be really tough. Um, they're going to get some losses, for,
0: you know. You know, so, you know why I think it's important, Chris, is because I think now – if you would ask me a few months ago – at the end of the season, I would have said, Yeah, I, I could see the Brewers, Cubs, and Cardinals all making the postseason. There's so many good teams in the National League now, that doesn't seem as likely. No, it You're doesn't. You're lucky if your division gets two teams in now. Right.
2: Yeah, and even with the second wild card, I mean, so you're talking five playoff spots. Like Chris was just saying, I mean, there's at least eight teams that are contending for those five spots. There could be as many as twelve. Could be as many as twelve of the fifteen teams in the National League contending for those five spots. With only the Diamondbacks, Giants, and Marlins right now not looking like contenders. Even the yeah, what happened? To everybody
0: tanking.
1: Yeah,
2: right. So I mean, everybody's in
0: in the National League.
2: All the AL teams are tanking. I'll tell you that. Yeah, even the, National the
1: Diamondbacks can be a little bit sneaky because. Right. That pitching staff. I mean, they've still got Grinky and Robbie Ray. Taiwan Walker and, comes Ta- back mid. Taiwan Walker is there. They could be sneaky. You know, kind of sneaky there because you know Jake Lamb is there. They got a lot of grinders. They they have a very progressive front office. So you never
0: know what they're thinking, and they're going to find ways to get a few extra wins. Does uh, Machado win or does Harper win? If you're if you're one of those two athletes, who got the better deal? To me. It's definitely Bryce Harper. It's guaranteed money, $330 million. I don't care how many years, he's got $330 million in the bank. He doesn't have to go out and hit five home runs, 10 home runs. Doesn't matter, $330 million. Well, a couple things. I think the Phillies are a little more competitive right now. Yep.
1: And I think this ballpark fits Harper better. And those two things are, are the things that put the Harper deal, to me, ahead of Machado. And I put a question out there. Would'll be more, the number of dollars that Harper has in this contract or the number of home runs he'll hit during the span of the contract, 330. And I threw a poll out there, and 57% took the home runs. And I think there's a Philly guy who who retweeted it and kind of, you (laughs) know. I took the the numbers too. I voted. I took the homers as well. I'd like to see the homers. I root for guys to do well in these long contracts. Why? Because I want to see more of them. I want to see more superstar contracts get these mega deals. I think it's healthier for the game that way. So I want to see Bryce Harper do well for the Phillies. I think he can. I mean, for the full span of the 13 years is unlikely. I mean, he's going to be, you know, this is going to be his age 39 season when, when this thing ends. So, you know, um, but he has a chance to be productive for a long time. Yeah, I'm with you on on Harper winning out mostly
2: because like you said, competitive right now. I mean, this guy still has not gotten out of the NLDS in his career and he's been in the playoffs, I think four times, five times now. So, I mean, he he is on the team that has the best opportunity to get to at least the NLCS this year. Maybe the Padres will surprise, but they're probably another year or two away from being a true contender in this powerhouse NL. But yeah, I mean, it's the park factor, the other guys around him. I mean, he's the same age as Reese Hoskins. He's the second youngest player now in the Phillies lineup. And, yeah, it's a very, That's very crazy. good team. And it's a good market. I mean, like, we can, we can rag on Philly fans and stuff all we want, but it's a big market that traditionally spends a lot of money that does have a lot a rich
1: history of winning and pride there that they want to get back to that point. I think the people lose sight exactly how young Bryce Harper is, I mean, he's coming off his age 25 season. And how many guys have had 150 homers and 500 walks through age 25 season? Six. Mickey Mantle, Mel Ott, Eddie Matthews, Jimmy Fox. Mike Trout and Bryce Harper. That's it. And how many
2: of those 500 walks came that one Mother's Day weekend at Wrigley
1: Field? Half of them. Uh, (laughs) Sure. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, forget how young he is. I mean, think about this. There's a guy in the MLB pipeline, top 100 prospects, Josh James of the Astros, who's about five months younger than
0: Harper. Five months? He's on the prospect list. (laughs) This guy just got a $330 million contract. Cruncher, we've got you here because it's a numbers game. So, how do these numbers? We, we know the money's insane, 330 million, and everybody driving in their car says, hey, why, why wouldn't you sign for 300? What's the difference? 300, 330? Listen, it's a lot of dough, but this is professional sports. How does 330 million guaranteed stack up against other athletes, other celebrities? Well, it's, it's 323.2 million.
1: Um, wait, 100. And- $123.2 million more than the biggest NBA contract. Wow. Russell Westbrook is 206.8. Okay. Uh, I think the ho- biggest hockey contract is Ovechkin. He's about like 150. How many um, years
2: are those for? Six, um, seven range?
1: Westbrook is five, so he has a higher AAV. Okay. So, but we're talking about the just a massive amount of money. I mean, LeBron James is in a four-year, $153 million deal, dollar deal. Bryce Harper got double that.
0: I mean, again, the AAV is higher. but And I would think the shoe deals and endorsements are more in the NBA. Like, Derek without Rose question. $200 million for wearing a yeah, shoe yeah. for Adidas. A baseball player doesn't get that for wearing a cleat or using a glove. Without question. So, I mean, there's a lot of
1: interesting things out there. For example, uh, ESPN Paul Hembikidis puts out the three largest guaranteed contracts in NFL history. Uh, combined, $290.2 million. Who are wow. they? It's Matt Ryan at 100, Aaron Rodgers 98.2, and Matthew Stafford at 92. Now so Harper's the, that's got the more guaranteed. guaranteed
0: cash than those three guys
1: combined do from right. their team. And those are the three largest guaranteed deals
0: in NFL history, and he's got them beat. Well, I can tell you who he doesn't beat. Per year, he doesn't beat a lot of people, including Judge Judy, who pulls in $47 million a year. To do fake court TV. Are Basically, you serious? Four, she's the highest paid person on television. 47 that's... million for Judge Judy. How? The cast of The Big Bang Theory, all of them, each person makes about 26, 26 and a half million dollars what? a year. That's Sophia astounding. Vergara, 41 and a half million dollars wow. for Modern Family. Now that's a lot of change See, wow. we should publicize that more like we publicize sports contracts judge judy's the craziest one. that is I, nuts i don't even want i've seen maybe an episode of it it's not even as good as the people's court she gets 47 million wow. dollars what did judge wapner pull
1: down not that much no, i doubt it i doubt it yeah that's staggering i had no idea it was that much 47 money. million wow. wow i mean i, I- <laughs> I mean movie p- stars don't make
2: that. No, I mean no, like you look at what Robert Downey getting paid for to be Iron Man. I, he would probably be somewhere around maybe 200 million for all understand. those movies. I don't know.
0: How many people are watching Judge Judy? Is it is know. it really that popular? I mean, I thought it was just I thought a about, syndication. It was, I didn't even know they're still making it. Yeah, those. I thought it was like maybe as popular as this podcast, but I Jeez. Well, not I guess quite. not
2: no, no, and <laughs> Sophia. I watch Modern Family. Sophia Vergara is on the show for like seven minutes a week, maybe. Yeah, and that she was didn't...
0: between 2016 and 2017. I don't know what she made in 18, but between June of 16 and June of 17, she made 41 and a half. That's wow! Nuts. And like the
1: NBA players are pushing shoes, she's doing those shampoo commercials, yeah. so she's yeah.
0: getting a little extra dough as well. Maybe Bryce will do some
1: shampoo commercials. He like, definitely oh, he did. In, so uh, what? Philly. What
0: can you buy? What would you buy for 330 million? I was surprised to look up and see well, that. Well, here. Here's what he could buy. He could buy a bunch of Jets. With 300, well, the New York
1: Jets. Oh, no, probably, not. Oh, yeah. probably couldn't afford that. But maybe the Winnipeg Jets for sure. Um, he could buy 37 million Tony Luke's cheesesteaks in Philly. That's a lot. You um, could do that with that 330 million. You but personally, if it was up to me, what I would do with 330 million in Philadelphia, I'd buy Alfred's Alley, which is like, it's a historical um, uh, historical area. It has like these little uh, 1770s style houses and they're actually built. Yeah. In, I would buy that and I would just fill it in with whatever I want, like an ice cream shop and a cheesesteak place right across the street and I'd
0: live there. I bet you the city would let him replace the Rocky. For $330 million, I bet the city of Philadelphia would take $330 million, let him replace the Rocky statue with one of himself on the steps. That's bold. I'm I sure. Love it. That would be bold. What he can't do, this was stunning to me, is buy Air Force One. It costs $571 million. Is that pre-Trump or? I don't know. <laughs> one airplane, 571. Wow. And
1: 71. Well, maybe him and Machado out. can join forces. I mean, what a 10-day span where we saw $890 million worth of contracts be sold out. Between I mean, them and
0: Arenado? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, that's unbelievable. And close to a billion when you put in Machado for the, for the one week. Just over a week. Wow, Whew. That's crazy stuff. Baseball's dead, guys.
1: Baseball's dead. And there's a lot of fun stuff there. I mean, how about Bobby Bonilla? Four years after the Harper deal is over, you're still <laughs> getting paid. Not that bad. Was a, that was one of the better little nuggets that came
0: out there um, through that. Was, That's it's, what it's, Bryce Harper should have thrown in there. Skip the, skip the 13th year. I'll take 12 years, but then you pay me $2 million a year for the next 40 years. I what mean, were
2: you guys doing 13 years ago, by the way, to put in perspective of how long it was? I was a sophomore in college. 13, 13 years, years ago. ago? A Bryce
0: Harper contract. I, I, I was, was here. Yeah. 13 years. I was here. But if you take me back to what were we talking about before another contract and I was thinking, gee, oh, his age. When I was his age, I was working in Lincoln, Nebraska. And I if you ever have seen pictures of me on Twitter or whatever in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah. I look like I'm 10 years old. <laughs> well, like I he's, can, he's cranking in 330 million.
1: Well, this works out just well for me because um What was what was I doing when I was his age? Um, I was working at a Walgreens pharmacy, so I was doing that. Um, And when by the time his contract ends, he'll be as old as I am now. So I'm kind of like, so I'm kind of thinking that through a little bit. So Um, this is your age 39 season. It is. It is contract uh, year, Cruncher. Yeah, contract year. Well, we'll see what happens. But I mean, here's another note: 330 million dollars. Is more than the biggest contract ever handed out in five franchise histories combined. So, the Royals, 72 million; the White Sox, 68 million; Oakland, 66 million; Pittsburgh, 60 million; Cleveland, 60 million. You add them up. That's 326. Still (laughs) four million short. You go out and get yourself a reliever arm. So, I mean, that's just staggering. Everything about this Harper thing is amazing. But it's good for the game, I think. And I'm really excited to see how that division shakes out, how the NL in its entirety shakes out with this Harper contract.
0: I really, I'm really, i really excited. Let's go. All right, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Cubs Talk podcast presented by Wintrust. We'll talk to you next week when the quirky lefty joins us. Our old pal Dan Plezak will join us, plus Kelly Kroll with an exclusive interview with John Lester in a car. Have a great weekend and look for the next edition of the podcast on the My Teams app and at NBCSportsChicago.com.